This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Happy start officially of the NFL season, I call it, because, hey, the veterans are in Henderson today. They're getting ready to gear up for the long season ahead through February. Hopefully, if you're a Raider fan, yes, Mo and I don't think they'll make the playoffs, I know. But, hey, you never know what can happen. Hope springs eternal, and that starts with training camp with the veterans in Henderson today. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas over the radio. So if you like to listen to us there, you can do that on Sundays. Uh, and you're with Scott Branson and Mo Moten. Mo is the national senior NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. Also the Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com at Mo Moten on Twitter, M-O-E-E-M-O-T-O-N. And I am at LV Gully, the show SNB today. All right, Mo, let's jump into some news. Um, first of all, some some roster news. We we know we've been watching, of course, the Raiders' first round draft pick, Tyree Wilson, out of Texas Tech. Good news starts training camp on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list. Because the injury was prior to him becoming an official NFL player, it doesn't count. So he doesn't have to go on the 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 physically unable to perform list, which just a reminder for fans out there means if you get put on that list. You cannot play until week six, right, Mo? I have that right. Week six. Yeah, they're right. The but I have, I, not to interrupt you, Scott, but yeah. in real time, uh, yeah. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN says there is the expectation that Jimmy Garoppolo will pass his physical and be ready for the start of Raiders. So there you go. So we anticipate Jimmy G to be strolling down the hallways today in Henderson uh, with that. So that's good news. Uh, and hey, again, every you got to go through every baby step. Right now, the next thing is to get him out there. And the next thing after that is to actually start a game in week one and stay healthy. So we'll see. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Wilson, though. So NFI list, great news. That means we, we could see him earlier than week six. Uh, and, and as you mentioned earlier in the last segment, I don't think they're going to push along Tyree Wilson too, too fast, which is why I've said you want a resurgent Chandler Jones, especially early in the season. Uh, the bad news piece of this was – Defensive tackle Byron Young, who we had talked about on this show as somebody to look at uh, to maybe perform and, and do well this year as a rookie, he was put on the pup list 
So we will not see him early in the season. Uh, and I anticipate he will still, uh, because he's on that list, uh, they will hold on to his rights and, and wait for him to develop because uh, clearly they liked what they saw there. But kind of a mixed bag there, Mo, early on here in camp. Well, just to clarify, a lot of people thought that the they felt like the Tarby Wilson news was bad news. No, but I, I I essentially expected it. He hasn't been on the field since November. He did say he would be ready at training camp, but he didn't say he would be ready the first day of training camp. So I expect <laughs> I expect Tyree Wilson to come off the NFI list at some point uh, during during the next you know few few weeks. Maybe it's during the preseason period or in between preseason games. I don't know, but because he's on that NFI list and because he's coming off of a foot surgery. I, I tweeted this on Saturday. I believe the Raiders are going to be very careful with Ty Wilson, mm-hmm. and he's going to have some underwhelming numbers, and people are going to start to call him Clee Farrell 2.0. He's a bust. He's this, he's that. But read the room, as now the kids say out there. He's coming off of a ma- major injury. He's on the NFI list to start training camp. He's their top draft pick. Chandler Jones is still on the roster. They're going to be careful with Tyree Wilson. He's not going to bust out for 10 sacks like Max Crosby did as a rookie. Max Crosby was one of 36 NFL players to have 10 or more sacks as a rookie. So he had an extraordinary rookie season. So if you're expecting Max Crosby numbers, don't because that was an anomaly. Uh, Tyree Wilson coming off of injury is not going to have those type of numbers. He's going to probably start the season with a minimal role behind Chandler Jones, and his role hopefully will grow as the season goes on. Now, as far as Byron Young being on the pup list, he's not out for the first part of the regular season yet. He can come off the pup list at, at some point during the offseason and still rejoin the team. We don't know how long he's going to be out. There's been no official report of his injury or how long he's expected mm-hmm. to be out. But let's just hope that he's back sooner than later because even though the Raiders have a deep rotation along the defensive line, Byron Young had a chance to earn a big role and be a three-down player. So we'll see how that develops and what his injury is. I'm sure Josh McDaniels will be asked about that, but he doesn't have to reveal player injuries yet because we're not to the uh, week one of the regular season where injury reports have to be released. So, Mo, if you come off the pup list prior to week one, then you can still play? Is that is that the ruling? Right. right. Okay, right. It's, so there it's, he goes. It's, if you're still on the pup list after roster cuts, that's when you then, are. That's when you're the six weeks time during the during the first uh, few weeks of the season. But got it. As okay. of right now, he can still come off at any time. See, there you go. Mo's Mo's got the. He's got the rule book. He's sitting there with the rule book. He studies it every night as he goes <laughs> to sleep. He knows exactly what's going on. All right. So so that's the news with the Raider roster. Hopefully, we don't hear any more. But again, as we talked about the Hunter Renfro possibility trade stuff, all that. That happens because there's injuries in camp, and you're going to start to see injuries, and there's, there's been some major in- injuries in the NFL, actually, and some carryovers we'll talk about in the third segment as we talk a little more general. But third is today Marcus Peters is back, and I say back. It's the second time he has visited the Raiders. All anticipation is he will sign with Vegas uh, it, uh, while he's there today or in the next few days. And then at some point, I wouldn't imagine he's in a hurry to get out there being the veteran that he is, but at some point he will join the cornerback core, the defensive back core for this Las Vegas Raiders team who's in in dire need of some depth and leadership there. And that's what's interesting about Marcus Peters. Again, not talking about Marcus Peters, the all-pro of several years ago, but he is a guy who creates turnovers. He is good in coverage. He is a great leader in that room. I'm a little lost to why some Raider fans out there who talk to us don't seem that excited about it. I'm not saying you're getting, again, the Marcus Peters uh, of several years ago, 
But it's an upgrade, Mo. And I think Raider fans, knowing that this defense has got to make great strides, should be a little more excited about the possibility. I think they should be a little more excited because he is an upgrade over what they have. I know that's not saying a lot. Correct. But if you understand that with this, with Patrick Graham's scheme, he could have a bounce back year. I think some of the skepticism around Marcus Peters and what he could do for the Raiders has to do with what happened last year. He allowed mm-hmm. seven touchdowns in coverage and allowed a, a passer rating of over 113, or it was like 113.7 or 113.2, one of the two numbers. But he didn't have a good year last year with the Ravens. But I think part of what you need to factor into that year was, one, he was coming off of a torn ACL in 2021. He missed the entire 2021 season. Uh, with that injury. And then he had to learn a new scheme under Mike McDonald, who replaced Don Wink Martindale, who took over the Giants defensive coordinator position under Brian Dable. So coming off of a major injury and had to learn a new scheme that probably I don't think fit him to a T. I think the, the Ravens played more zone uh, than, than uh, in previous years under Don Wink Martindale because Martindale loves to blitz. And when you blitz, you have to have your guys one-on-one on the island on the outside different scheme with Baltimore last year. So I don't think it fit uh, Marcus Pierce, and that's partially the reason why he's not back in Baltimore. But I think with a better fit in the scheme and to now two years removed from a major knee injury, I think he'll fare a lot better. I'm not saying, again, he's going to be a pro, all-pro player with eight interceptions, but I think he'll have a decent year, assuming he does sign with the Raiders. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and you talked about uh, as you as you as you mentioned l- why people aren't as excited because of what happened last year in Baltimore. And if you look at it uh, you know, using PFF stats, which is becoming more and more a kind of a standard, uh, his coverage grades were right around where they were the previous seasons. But to your point, the touchdown rate was astronomical, and his completion percentage was higher. I think it was around seventy percent. So you look at that and you say, okay, coming off the injury at thirty years old, by the way, not twenty-two years old. So you do, over time, you lose a little bit of a step. Then you add in the injury. Uh, and, and again, I believe the Raiders will bring him in on a deal where they don't have a lot of exposure. So he's going to have the, if he makes the roster, right, and, and they give him a little guaranteed money, I'm sure, up front, makes the roster, he'll have all the incentive-laden stuff he did. So there's no risk for the Raiders here, to your point about it being so deft of talent back there. They're able to bring in a guy and if he has worked out now, he's into the second season after the, the ACL tear, he's able to really prove himself because he's going to be playing for another contract next year. So he's got all the right. motivation in the world. And I love that uh, as a Raider play here because, again, you don't lose anything. If he comes in and he looks terrible, see you later, cost you a little money, that's it. Uh, but if he it turns out to be at least a 70% of what he was or 80% of what he was in the past, it's a big win. And the other thing is it allows you to to gradually develop guys like Jacorian Bennett, mm. maybe David Long Jr., some of the younger guys on the outside. They're not forced into playing big roles before they're ready. So he, Marcus Spears gives you that cushion. A lot of fans drew the comparison to Casey Hayward a couple of years ago and saying, look, Casey Hayward didn't have great numbers the year before he signed with the Raiders, but you see what he did. He turned into their, 
their CB1 and had a pretty good year under Gus Bradley, who whose scheme he's familiar with. So, again, it matters about what scheme you're in. A lot of people like to look at last year's numbers and go, oh, he's fallen off of a cliff, he's washed up. But you have to look at some of the factors that went into the previous season and just a forward-looking projection of what he can do in a scheme that suits his skill set. I think that yeah. matters a lot, and I think a lot of people overlook that that factor. Yeah, and I think it's we talked about last show the expectations for this team over the year, not to get maybe to have too high of expectations or too low of expectations, which a lot of people seem to have. Uh, but I think that's the same thing with Marcus Peters. If he comes in, they sign him, expect him to do well, but don't expect him to be the guy from when he was 23 years old. Okay, that's not going to happen most likely. Who knows? It could. You never know with guys like this with comeback stories. Uh, they they do it all the time, and it's it's remarkable what happens. So we'll see we'll see what goes on there. But but I anticipate by the time that some people listen to this show at the end of their day or into Wednesday that he will be a Raider. So that's that's good news for that defense as well. And then I would say, Mo, as we've talked about, watch for the waiver wire, watch for transactions as we pile up injuries uh, through through camp and this first week of full camp around the NFL. Yeah, because there are probably going to be some other roster moves that go along with, you know, the cornerback position or defensive line being that Byron Young is on the pup list mm-hmm. and Terry Wilson is not ready yet. I, I expect another move for the, for the defensive line. Maybe they add another veteran who's out there. Maybe someone gets cut early in camp and the Raiders uh, pick up that player. But they're going to be some there's going to be some moves going on. The roster you see now is obviously not going to be the roster that's set before roster cuts because. Even though the cutdown date is late August, the Raiders can let players go and pick players up along the way. That's right, and it happens all the time. Okay, we're going to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to get into some of the other NFL news around there that could have impact on the Raiders. You talk about rosters, you talk about injuries, the running back situation, all of that 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 news cycle that actually continues. It's 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 calmed down a little bit because guys are getting ready to go to camp, so they don't have as much time to sit there and talk and do interviews. That's primarily why or to be on their social media. But nonetheless, we'll talk a little bit about that and how one running back in Baltimore is experiencing that as well. So when we come back, it rolls on. Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo and Scott, we'll be right back. 